Hello and welcome to another episode of the Burt's Books podcast. I was a little bit lax with my reading last week. I was a bit slow. I didn't quite give it the energy I needed, which meant that it was only one new episode. However, I feel like this week is a good week. First of all, they have stopped digging up the street outside my flat. My father has uh, finally finished putting down my bathroom floor. Well, I say finally, it's nearly there. It's nearly done. But all the noisy stuff is over. It's not a very big bathroom, I would add. I don't know why it's taking so long, but I'm not an expert in these things. So moving on, we have a book this week. And this one is one that isn't quite out yet. It's called uh, A Beginner's Guide to Murder by Rosalind Stops. And I am going to tell you all about it on the other side of this music. One of the things that I like the most about uh, reading and uh, and my job is that I get to read some books by authors that I maybe wouldn't normally pick up or I wouldn't necessarily come across them uh, as I look for books that I think you guys will like. And this one is, is one of them. I, I, and I say that I wouldn't normally pick it up. I, there's no reason why I wouldn't pick this book up. But it's it's not somebody that I had seen before. So I was doing a bit of research about what was coming out and I spotted this one. Uh, so let me tell you a bit about it. It's called A Beginner's Guide to Murder. It's by Rosalind Stops. And this is the blurb. Grace, Meg and Daphne are minding their own business when 17-year-old Nina stumbles into the coffee shop they're in. She's clearly distraught and running from someone. So the three women think nothing of hiding her when a suspicious-looking man starts asking if they've seen her. Once alone, Nina tells the women a little of what she's running from. The need to protect her is immediate, and Grace, Meg and Daphne vow to do just this. But how? They soon realise there really is only one answer. Murder. And it is... On the front, it's got this sort of, this is a proof copy, so it has this sort of caption on the front, which says, we had known him for two days when we decided to kill him. Uh, which kind of, I like like that. It's one of those uh, little sentences that uh, really just goes, kind of tells you everything, or nearly everything you need to know about this book. It also says, uh, A Beginner's Guide to Murder is a highly original, darkly comedic, coming of old novel from Paul Torday Memorial Prize 2020 shortlisty Rosalind Stops. It deals with themes of age, loneliness and abuse. I didn't read that before I read the book and I'd read the blurb and I thought that, I don't know, I just assumed that Grace, Meg and Daphne would be women of middle age, uh, that they would be, I don't know, yummy mummies or perhaps slightly older, women in their 40s, 50s maybe. These women are not like that. They are women in their 60s, 70s, I think. Uh, Possibly, no, I don't think they're in their 80s. But uh, yeah, they are older than I had assumed, which um, is sort of kind of what the book is, is talking about. One of the things, as it says, is is a theme of old age and it talks about how the women are ignored they become almost invisible especially 
uh, Grace and Daphne, who are women of colour. So they are, they become invisible to the world at large. And as a result, they can kind of get away with things. The one thing they can't get away from is the toad. The toad is the man that they are deciding to kill. Uh, so the blurb kind of gives it away in, in the very beginning and kind of what the, the, the sort of premise of this story is. Nina comes into the coffee shop and she's looking for help. She hides in the toilets because then a man comes in who claims he's looking for his daughter. They are immediately, you know, wary of this guy and they decide he's up to no good. So they lie through their teeth and the woman behind the counter kind of joins in as well. And then uh, they get rid of him and the three women take Nina back to Meg's house and they learn more about what's going on. And what is going on? It isn't it isn't a uh, soft, you know, runaway girl trying to escape. This guy has taken uh, Nina into prostitution. He is pimping her out. He, he was working, at, uh, living in a care home. She's 17 years old. He's he's abusing her and abusing other young girls in in his I say in his care. They're not in his care, but he has captured them. That he's they're slaves essentially. So it's quite dark as to what's happening. Uh, but we actually spend most of our time with Grace, Meg, and Daphne. And interestingly, we actually spend majority of our time with Meg. Meg is a widow she lives alone in quite a big house and she doesn't really have a huge amount of confidence in herself henry her husband she kind of uh hears him in her head she hears what he's saying to her oh don't be silly meg nobody wants to hear you say that nobody cares what you think you're just a silly old woman and it goes back to, um, actually it goes back to one of the bu- the book, in fact, not one of, the only book that I mentioned last week, which was uh, After the Silence by Louise O'Neill. And that one was about how sort of emotional abuse and uh, mental abuse, and that's kind of what has happened to Meg in her marriage with Henry. He has put her down every day for every single year of their marriage. And so... She's now old, she feels like her life is over, and she feels like she's wasted it. She hasn't done anything with her life, uh, because actually she really she really ought not to. She just, she just keep quiet and keep out of the way. But then there's Grace and Daphne, and they are, the three of them have met in a yoga class. They don't really know anything about each other. They're in this cafe chatting afterwards, but they've not known each other very long. They don't know each other very well. And they are united by Nina's plight. We actually see things from Meg and Nina's point of view. Uh, well, we see it from all of the four women's point of view. We see it from uh, all of them, but we see things from Nina's and Daphne's point of view in the third person and Grace and Meg in the first. I don't know, I don't really know why the author chose to do it in that way, but she did. Um, and Meg is our sort of main character. We see the majority of the, the book and the plot from her point of view. I think what I liked about this book, I, I mean, it, it says it's comedic. I, I've talked to you about this before. I don't really... I don't really 
find books funny uh, because I think the best written books are books that you can put yourself in the shoes of the main character and they don't find their own lives funny you know if you were if you were a sitcom character you wouldn't be you don't find your life funny it's people watching that find it funny but you don't find your life funny and I find that a for me when I'm reading I really end up putting myself in the character's shoes so if it's described as a comedic book and I don't laugh I take that as a sign of it being well written because if I was not in the shoes of the main character I would be laughing along at their misfortune at their pratfalls at their silly things I do like one-liners I do laugh at one-liners because I think they're funny regardless of um, what's happening and there are a couple of good one-liners in this Um, but no I didn't personally find it very funny but I think that's that's a that's a symptom of the way that I read rather than a a doing down this book uh, what I did like about it was that there's so many things going on. You've got uh, you've got the abuse of Nina. You've got this sort of mystery about what maybe happened between Meg and her husband. You've got uh, Ronnie, who is another girl in the um, in sort of the brothel, I guess, that Nina is being held in. We've got a bit of her story. We've got the story between Grace and Daphne and how each of them are feeling vulnerable and insecure. But to all of the others, they're coming across as confident and as leaders and they're all supporting each other and they're doing each other up and they're lifting each other up. So when they when Grace, for instance, I'm making this up slightly, but it happens a few times during the book. I just can't think of a particular example. But when Grace spots Daphne saying something that is clearly Daphne is a bit unsure about, Grace will say, yes, that's a good idea. Let's do that. And, And it's nice to see that relationship of people being nice to each other. Uh, yes, I mean, they are plotting the murder of somebody, but they're plotting the murder of somebody who isn't very nice. And they feel like they've got to a point where they don't have any choice. This is the only way to help Nina escape because every because they've got him away from her, but he keeps coming back and they could go to the police, but they they kind of run the world of well the girls will be the one in trouble then because they're the ones who are prostitute prostitutes and they're going to be the ones who get in trouble so they're a bit scared of going to the police and so they come up with this idea of murdering the toad uh it's it's a bit like um for the Thursday murder club in that uh there are these this group of older people who are on some sort of adventure i mean it's very different in terms of plot the thursday murder club are about solving a murder these guys are out to create one or commit one but as well i was reminded of the eleanor oliphant is completely fine just in a bit of the uh, certainly with meg as well a bit of the vulnerability that was there a bit of the hesitancy the unsureness uh I, I, it was quite nice. And this whole book, despite 
it being quite dark in places and what's going on, it has a lightness of touch. So it's not grim. It's not unrelenting grimness, which some books, I mean, particularly those that are following enforced prostitution, could be. Um, we don't see a lot of that. It's kind of hinted at. We we get told that Nina is uh, has been suffering, but she um, we don't get the details. Uh, so this just kind of skirts along the edges of the really dark things, and it has this lightness to it, which keeps you reading. It it allows you to keep going with it because I think sometimes some books. Are too dark for my liking and I struggle to get them out of my system afterwards this one gets the balance just right and the question becomes do they do it do they actually commit this murder are they really ready to become murderers are they perhaps more ready than as a reader we might realise. Um, I'm not going to tell you anymore. It's, I'm going to leave it there. It's uh, A Beginner's Guide to Murder by Rosalind Stops. I did really enjoy it. So that is A Beginner's Guide to Murder by Rosalind Stops. It is out in hardback on the 22nd of July, so not long to wait. But if paperback is more your thing, that is currently scheduled for November this year, so really not long to wait between the two. Um, It's available to order right now at birthbooks.co.uk. I would like it very much if you got in touch with me and told me about books and anything that you're looking for, things that you're looking forward to reading, do get in touch. Email me Bert at burtsbooks.co.uk or find me on Twitter at burtsbooks. I would love it if you could rate, review and subscribe to the podcast as well. Now, I am leaving it there for today. I have got things to be getting on with as ever. So, and I'm sure you have too. So, uh, that was A Begins Guide to Murder. Order it now. And I will be back very, very soon to talk to you about the next book that I read. I don't know what it is yet, um, but I'll, I'll know it soon. Keep reading.